Yes, she replied, endeavouring to smile in appreciation of his witticism. We are all well, only I am making a journey. A journey? repeated Dr. Nichols. He rolled the word around in his mouth, as if he did not quite like the taste of it. I see. There was no reason why Mary need offer an explanation to Dr. Nichols, but there was something in his tone of voice that made her feel as if she ought to do so. Or perhaps she was anxious about the entire scheme and wished to justify herself. At any rate, she answered his unspoken question. Yes, to visit my uncle, Mr. Edward Finch. He has an estate in Suffolk, and he has invited me to visit him. You may read all about it in Carey's Atlas, about his estate, I mean. Mary felt foolish as soon as the words were spoken, and the implication that he might be in the habit of perusing such a common publication made Dr. Nichols frown. Indeed, he replied loftily. Most gratifying, I am sure, to know that the particulars of one's drainage are perused by readers of Carey's Atlas, whomever they may be, he added after a slight pause. Yes, well, Mary looked about her, thinking that Dr. Nichols was even more unpleasant than his sister. He might be the Duke of Cambridge, the way he talked, whereas in fact he lived in his college rooms and very likely knew nothing whatsoever about drainage. And he would probably go straight back to Trinity and read all about her uncle's estate in Carey for all his airs and graces. Fortunately, none of this indignation was perceptible in her next remark. At least it was not perceptible to Dr. Nichols. How very crowded it is, she observed. Do you know, is this usual? Perhaps surprisingly, this question caused Dr. Nichols to unbend slightly. He liked being asked his opinion, and gave it freely, whether or not it had been requested, but he preferred to be asked. No, indeed, he explained. Today's unpleasant crush is the result of a horse race. A horse race? Mary cried. Here? I mean, in Cambridge? No, no, at Newmarket. The contest has long been anticipated, so I am told, in consequence of which anyone with either an equine interest or a desire to rid himself of a large sum of money, which includes a very large proportion of the populace, is hurrying to that locality by any means possible. Oh, dear, said Mary. Then I suppose that it may be difficult to book a place on the coach. Nearly impossible, I should say. But you can have no interest in witnessing such a gross spectacle, surely. I would certainly not recommend it. Well, I might be interested, countered Mary, if only because she did not want to accept any recommendation from him. But I must go to Newmarket regardless. It is on the way to Suffolk, you see. Ah, yes, to be sure. Dr. Nichols had forgotten about Suffolk, or rather he had not listened very carefully in the first place. Well, this is not the day to travel to Newmarket, he decreed. I would advise putting off the journey until tomorrow or next week. Mary recalled her employer's less than enthusiastic response to the proposed leave of absence. If Mary were to return now, it would be ever so much more difficult to get away a second time and it would look so weak to acknowledge oneself defeated by the first obstacle. It would not be quite convenient to put off my departure, she replied, with as much coolness as she could muster. Dr. Nichols seemed to recall that Miss Finch was a somewhat headstrong young woman, 
she would undoubtedly please herself whatever prudence in the person of Dr. Nichols might suggest. He merely shrugged his shoulders, therefore, to acknowledge his helplessness in the face of her shortcomings, and observed that she had better try to book her place. Yes, I had better, she agreed, and drawing herself up, she edged forward into a gap in the crowd without waiting for a reply. Dr. Nichols considered this highly ill-mannered, especially as it prevented him from offering a final admonition against young women travelling alone in public coaches. Instead, he pursed his lips and said, Good morning, to the place she had just vacated, and took his leave. Mary threaded her way into the taproom and finally reached the bar, where the landlord confirmed Dr. Nichols's prediction. All the places on the Ipswich coach were already booked, at least as far as Newmarket. Then a group of men in long riding coats pressed forward, competing with Mary.